Welcome to the Keeping the Dream Alive podcast brought to you by Torch Technologies. In this podcast, you will learn about all things Torch, from its history to its culture, employee ownership, commitment to the warfighter, our community involvement, and so much more. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and stay connected with Torch by following us on all your social media platforms. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy the Keeping the Dream Alive podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Keeping the Dream Alive podcast. Today, I sit down and talk with Adam Sampley, an employee here at Torch Technologies. Thank you so much for joining me today. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what your role here is at Torch? Good morning. My name is Adam Sampley, and I help lead the aircraft survivability team under the Tactical Systems Business Unit and uh, under SAS. So I know you, like, this was your first sort of job right out of college, your first full-time job here at Torch, right. but you've kind of been around at a few other positions prior to here at Torch. Can you talk a little bit about what Torch would look like at the time when you ultimately came here and the decision to begin your career here? So I was a co-op in college. I don't know if they do co-ops anymore, but <laughs> you had to do three semesters, one spring, one summer, one fall. And I went to my academic advisor at the school and said, hey, you know, I need a job to be here. And I don't want to go off to Atlanta. I don't want to go off to uh, Seattle, where aerospace jobs typically. Yeah. And he said, what? What about Huntsville? I know some people at Huntsville. And apparently the professor knew Don Holder. (laughs) (laughs) So I had a phone call interview with Don Holder, never met him. And I wound up at Nichols Research. Wow. And so I co-opted there for at least four terms. Oh, wow. Um, Okay. And actually went through the transition with everyone that Bill talks about. I mean, as a co-op. But I went through the CSC buyout and things. And so it didn't mean much to me at the time because I was just co-op, but I did watch it happen to everybody else. Wow. It's it's a big part of what Torch came to be was that impact that buyout had with Don Holder and Bill and everyone else really at Nichols Research. Right. And I just watched what it did to them. I liked the people I was working with a lot. And to your point of like how I wound up here. So when I did graduate and I got ready to graduate, I emailed people that I had worked with before. And it wasn't just the folks at Nichols. I had done a stand at Dynetics. I had done a stand at another small company during college. And so I just carpet bombed the people that I was working <laughs> for, had worked for before. And one of the responses I got back was from John Cagle. And he said, oh, well, actually, I just started at this new small company here in Huntsville. Would you like to come talk to him? So. Yeah. And the rest is history. The rest you, is history. You've been here 19 years, so yeah. you've seen all different stages of torch along the way. I would assume that your day-to-day work life in 2004 is probably much different than what it is today. How are some things maybe similar and how are things in some ways different? Ah, well, man, when you come in right out of school, you're just sitting there at your desk doing whatever they tell you. (laughs) You You're the terrified new student thinking that, you know, they're going to fire you at any moment. And so my work after 19 years with the company, it's different. I'm in a position with responsibilities now. And so I'm not just responsible for myself. I'm responsible for other people. And that changes the dynamic in terms of like, like work life balance and what you're doing. And, but the way Torch is, the other people are important to me. I mean, that's how Torch is built over time. It's like, it's not just me, it's them. It's, we're all important. Yeah. And I guess you knew quite a few of the employees here at Torch when you joined on through Nichols. I guess there was quite a few that kind of joined on at Torch too at that time. Uh, yeah, I had worked with John at Nichols, but I didn't work with him when I joined Torch. I didn't, okay. I didn't know Clayton and Joe personally when yeah. I started. We just had Clayton on. He talks about how he was actually the first hire that he ever had at his position here at Torch was actually you. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's a cool full circle thing with his experiences at Nichols and then being able to hire you and you also being at Nichols, but not really knowing each other there. So, I mean, at the time in 2004, I mean, the idea of an ESOP was a really new thing. Most people didn't really know what the ESOP was. What were your thoughts about ESOP? And like when Bill and them were talking about, hey, there's gonna be this ESOP program. What did you think about that? Honestly, I thought nothing of it. (laughs) (laughs) I was just coming out of college. I didn't come from a family that knew anything about 401ks or investments or employee ownership or anything. And so I remember Bill taking me into his office and after the interview, Clayton or Clayton took me in there and Bill's telling me about like trying to tell me about the ESOP and about <laughs> like stock options. And I'm just like, great, I'm going to get paid, right? Uh, <laughs> little did I know 19 years later what that would mean. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine that something like that. Because I mean, I guess, like you said, right out of college, you're just looking for a job. I mean, right. you're not really looking for something you're going to think, hey, I'm going to be here for my entire career. But I mean, ultimately, you've been here 19 years, which is, I mean, really your first, like I said, the first full-time job has been here at Torch and you've been here for so long. What is it like with the ESOP, knowing that the work that you're doing on a day-to-day basis has a direct correlation to like the value and just what the ESOP is going to mean to you and to the all your coworkers? It's a pretty interesting concept because you begin to realize at some point that you really are building value in the company and that you really are an owner. It's not apparent in the beginning. And there were so many people so much more senior than me at the time, right? But as you're in this, you're like, wow, okay, this actually does mean something. It means something beyond the financial value. Yeah. It means something to the culture that is significant because at Torch and at other ESOP companies, like you're working for the success of your teammates. Their success is your success and vice versa. And that is a value to the ESOP that cannot be understated. Yeah. I mean, and I guess really at the time when you, I mean, you're in your probably early 20s when you first joined on here, you're not really thinking about long-term stuff. You're just thinking about at that moment kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. I guess through your career, I mean, did you think when you first started that you were going to be here for 19 years or, did, or what moment kind of along your career did you kind of think, hey, was, it, was there this, an event that kind of made you think, hey, I could be here for a very long time or is it kind of just like, wow, it's been 19 years? It's more of like, wow, it's just been 19 years. <laughs> I, I don't know if there ever was an event. I mean, certainly there was a point in time at which the ESOP started to I couldn't tell you the exact moment it started to click, but you know, you start to, for a while, they've actually done the the full employee ownership thing and you start to see the benefits of it. It's such a crazy thing. Like you said, like it is, there's moments where you're like, wow, I've been here for 19 years and like you spent, you've seen and you've been around and you've been able to see just the company grow with you and you growing with the company and kind of having those higher roles. A big part of, I guess, so roughly a year since, I guess, last March, Torch actually acquired certified evergreen status, kind of showing that Torch is going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. What does that sort of make you feel for that achievement, knowing that the work you're doing today will have a long-term impact on the growth of Torch for years to come? What the evergreen status to me is like, I'm very grateful for everything that's happened in my career. But with the evergreen, it, it's this realization, that it's what Bill and Don did for us is going to continue. It's like this company is going to continue to be handed to the next generation that coming in, and it's going to be up to them to run with it. And it feels a sense of pride. It's like, okay, I've had my own small amount of contribution to this, and now I'm going to hand it to the new generation. And, okay, you guys see what you can do with this thing. Yeah. I feel like it is a very hard thing to iterate to somebody, especially someone right out of college now coming in. How would you kind of summarize your sort of the value of the ESOP? And how would you kind of sell it to somebody that is maybe a college student coming in that's listening to this or a new employee that just started here at Torch? How would you kind of summarize the value of the ESOP to them? I would probably say that, I mean, a lot of the things that have the most value in life take a little time to build. And with the ESOP like this, this is, 
it's a financial benefit and it's a cultural benefit to you. It takes some time and it takes some buy-in on your part to make it happen. But if you're like me, you'll look back, you know, after you've been here for like five or 10 years and go, wow, that actually turned into something. Yeah. I think like it's easy to say in hindsight, like, wow, like look how far it's come. And it's easy to think now, like you said, like if the people that are coming in now, it's like, you're just passing the torch. How cliche that could, that is. Yeah, the but, corniness of that one, right? <laughs> yeah, the corniness. You're passing the torch to them and they can do with it. The sky's the limit. There's no end to this possibility and torch is going to be around forever. And it's up to them to kind of make that dream state. As someone who was, like you said, you've basically spent your entire career here. How do you think Torch separates itself from other companies. It can include the ESOP like we've been talking about, or it can also include other different elements of your work life and just the value of the company that separates Torch maybe from other companies around. Well, I think Torch has really tried to focus on the, obviously, employee ownership part, but maybe overstretched to call it family. We, we do try, we actively try to make this a place that people want to be at work and to support our coworkers. We tried to do company Christmas parties and summer picnics and things that show, okay, we are a culture. We're not just a company. Yeah. The impact too of just the ability for Torch to give back to the community. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're giving back to the area you're living and it's you're able to be a part of these events, like you said, the Christmas parties and all sorts of other things and just giving back to the community. So you're able to see the impact that Torch is able to have not only on your work life, but also on the community's life. Right. Which I think is huge. Yeah, and the Torch Helps thing, or maybe even before Torch Helps existed officially. So I was out in public one time, and I was wearing my Torch jacket. And this lady just came up to me at the restaurant, and she said, oh, you work for Torch. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm just a kid at the time. And she's like, oh, well, I just want to thank you guys so much for what you did for us. And I'm like, okay. And come to find out, what she was the mother of someone that was in the Boy Scout troop. And Bill likes to tell the story that there was a – it's a Boy Scout troop. I think their trailer got broken into and their stuff got stolen. It's a Boy Scout troop or a band. I don't remember. But she saw the torch jacket. She came up to me in public and thanked me. And I'm like, wow, okay. We are actually giving yeah. something. And someone, the community recognized me from the symbol of my shirt that Torch had actually done something. Yeah, which I mean, I like it's like you were able to be a part of that by being an employee here at Torch. Right. But it's hard to sometimes see that impact until something like that happens. You are like wow, this is much more than ever I, I ever imagined. And like, I mean, just over the years, I mean, just the amount of different things that Torch Helps has been able to give back to is huge. Looking at kind of sort of what the future holds for Torch, what are some achievements or milestones you would love to see Torch achieve maybe this year in 2023 or maybe in the next three to five years? Well, I think from the leadership perspective, we're all been focused on like the transition to large business. And, you know, I don't have a big part to play in that other than like doing the very best that I can in my current position, Right. But it is important for the longevity of the company. I really want to help the company through that because once we're through that border, it'll be easier for the next generation to pick it up comfortably and know that they've got their reins on a large business now yeah. to play with. So looking at your experiences here at Torch over the last 19 years, how much of your success here at Torch would you contribute to being in the right place at the right time versus how much would you contribute to your hard work? Oh, I don't like doing percentages. Um, <laughs> There was definitely a great deal of luck involved because I started at a startup that I wouldn't have never heard of other than I had worked with someone else yeah. before. I mean, I also wouldn't have been in that position they wanted to pick me up if they didn't like me from before, right? <laughs> but they're like, yes, we trust this guy. So a great deal of luck. I don't want to understate that. But also like doing good enough work that they wanted me on board and then coming in and doing my very best every day to keep that going. You know, originally just trying not to get fired, but... <laughs> Here you are 19 years later. Yeah, here you are 19 years later. 
I mean, yeah, there is that element of luck that's hard not to deny that there's like, hey, you send out so many emails after you finished your master's trying to find a job and one person that responds the quickest Mm -hmm. is working at Torch. Right. And then you could have left Torch five years in, but you've been here 19 years. It's like there's all these different elements where it's just like everything that's kind of happened has happened for a reason. Mm -hmm. And you're just kind of playing your role along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Very blessed. And the reason you're here years later is you like the people you work with. You have to put that amount in yourself. And also they give that back to you. The relationships that you build by staying at a place for a long period of time, they're meaningful and they're significant. Yeah. One element that Bill normally mentions after ending every episode is that it's up to the employees of Torch to help us keep this dream alive. What does that statement mean to you? That statement means that, I mean, the employee owner that gets gets thrown out a lot, thrown out a lot, maybe perhaps too much to say employee owner, employee owner. But it's true. You are an employee owner here and your contribution matters. And as you grow here in this company and you take over responsibility, your efforts go directly back into you. You're not supporting a shareholder somewhere. You're supporting you. You're feeding back into not some corporation on Wall Street. Yeah. I don't think you realized that when you first joined on and you never even imagined it could be what it is. But now being able to articulate that back to someone who is beginning their career here or has only been here a few years, I think is super important. Yeah. And it's a struggle because especially if you're right out of college, retirement, right? (laughs) That's not important, but it is. Yeah. And it's one of those things that you will build over time as you realize that, oh, this is more than a, this is more than just a job. It's more than just a paycheck. This is a career. I'm building a career. I'm helping build a company and I own part of this. And once that realization clicks in that I actually own part of this, I mean, that's what changes the dynamic with the relationship. Yeah. It's awesome just to hear a little bit about your story, the stuff we talked about off air, the stuff we're talking about now, and like just the impact that Torch is able to have on your life and just the impact you've been able to help grow Torch too. I mean, I think every employee plays a huge role in the value of Torch. And I think the value that you've been able to provide for Torch is huge. But thank you for sitting down and talking with me today. It's been great. A little bit learning more about your story and the experiences here at Torch. And I continue to be excited to see what the rest of your career it has in store for yourself here at Torch. If you're listening and you want to find out more about Torch, you can visit their website, torchtechnologies.com today. But thank you again, Adam, for joining me. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Keeping the Dream Alive podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen and stay connected with us on social media for news and updates surrounding the company. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoyed it.